Well, the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Well, why don't you go ahead and, uh, and find your seats. Praise God. The Lord is good. Amen. How's everybody doing tonight? Good, good. Everybody doing good? Hey, this is our, uh, our, our, our believers meeting, and so uh, we're open. We're ready. We're flowing. We're glowing. Amen? Go ahead and bring it all the way out. And, uh, well, we have a, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different tonight. And uh, anybody ready for him? Say, it's always, it's always different. <laughs> yeah, it is always different in these nights, but we're doing something a little different than different. Does that mean it's the same? <laughs> and uh, uh, we have uh, some of our, our, guests in town, uh, Cliff and Christy Graham, and, uh, and uh, you know, they stop in every now and then, and, and actually they're doing, uh, Cliff is doing some teaching in the Bible College uh, for second year students right now, and so they're around, and uh, if you're not familiar with their ministry, then uh, you'll find a little bit more in a minute, and uh, they go uh, all around, and the country and and maybe in some strange parts of the world when I say strange places the average person doesn't go <laughs> and uh, and they're working on a big uh, uh, outreach campaign in India getting ready to do that and just do uh, the Lord uses them in very unique and profound ways to to reach the lost with the gospel amen and uh, and so we're a part of their ministry and we're glad to have them here so I asked uh, Brother Graham, last minute, <laughs> I don't mean like five to seven, but I mean, <laughs> but a last minute said, hey, what, what do you think about uh, ministering in our believers meeting on Wednesday? And he was up for it. And so that's what we're going to do different. All right. So anyway, uh, just FYI, same, same mentality, same openness, same spirit of faith and same spirit of uh, just going with whatever the Lord says, preaching, praying, prophesying, or something different. Amen? Amen. And so, you ready to go? Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's do it. So, I, we're going to show a quick video, real fast, about, you guys have already helped out to the next, next point with this campaign, and uh, so we'll put it up on the screen. It's just about two minutes, 35, 40 seconds. Might get a little loud. You haven't seen this one, have
amazing to see um, that God has been able to use skateboarding to reach young people. Going on a recent trip to India with Cliff Graham, uh, I just saw the potential to reach millions and millions, possibly hundreds of millions of young people. So we've been working with young people for well over 25 years. We've had the opportunity, really the privilege, to go into four of the top 10 most persecuted and unreached nations. And now we have a door into the youth of India. And we want to bring skateboarding, motorcycle jumping, extreme sports, anything to bring the young people in and then share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, we believe we're going to change a nation. The world is now at 7.6 billion people. India has between four and 500 million youth compared to an approximate 126 million in the U.S. and Europe. It's estimated that 1 million people turn 18 every month in India until 2030. India is conceivably the largest harvest field in the world. Would you join us? Come be a part. I'm telling you, what a greater way to, to impact a, a nation, impact hundreds of millions of people. And you may not go, but yet you will see. Oh, I like that beat. Sorry. Sometimes we're a little loud. You want to say something, honey? No? Well, she's got our book in her hand, Blueprint for a Dreamer. It's uh, kind of what our, how God has walked us through this vision. And then the very last chapter is what we're... Oh, now you're coming up? So, um, we have 10 left? Yes, we only have about 10 left. So whoever gets them first, they're out there. We're at the end of the summer tour with all of the material. So um, if you're a youth, we said that's 14 to 25. But if you're a, oh, no. they're not in here. Okay. Well, if you have a youth and they want to get it, we'll do half price um, for the few that's left. Or they can get them and we'll, we'll send some books out. We'll get some boxes of mail Absolutely. here. And you'll have them by next Tuesday. Absolutely. Yeah? Is that it? You want to say anything? Prophesy? It's great to be here with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how many of you were here last week's service? I was here. And, um, you know, I just, I just want to remind us that <laughs> the fivefold ministry gifts are gifts given to the body of Christ. You know that, right? And that um, sometimes we look at our pastor as a pastor. But how many of you know last week he stepped into a different office? You know, he that his ears let him hear. And uh, we want to be careful that we just don't get to know him after the flesh. And that we recognize because that gift that God has put in inside of him and inside of the other ministry leaders and, and inside of, you know, anyone who's in the fivefold ministry that gift is for you. And when God opens it like he opened last week, and I, I suggested to Pastor Mark, I said, you know, you stepped over into another office. And he said, he goes, I like stepping into it. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, right? And you, you want to draw on the gift that's on the inside of the ministers. 
Okay? Amen? Amen. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. And, and, and listen, it, there's no difference. If you're in the ministry of helps, most of the body of Christ is a ministry of helps. If you're fulfilling your part, you could have a mansion right next door to mine in heaven for all eternity because you did your part, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm believing I'm doing my part. I'm fulfilling my course with joy, and I am going to finish it, and, I'm gonna be, and I want to hear those words, well done, good servant, good and faithful servant. But I want to say this. If you are in the helps ministry, you get the same reward. And so if you come down the house, and, wait, how come you're next to me? You were doing all this. I'm like, you were doing your part. So you do your part. I do my part, right? And then we all get to spend eternity forever and ever in awesomeness, right? All of our rooms furnished, everything complete. And then when we've been there forever and ever and ever, we still have forever and ever 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 and ever. You understand the point? That's why it's so imperative to pursue him with everything and whatever your position is, fulfill it to the best of your ability with everything you've got. Give him your all. Go 185% and do it all because when you get there, you're going to say, I don't want to be going like, I could have done that. I could have done that. What if I would have done that? What if I would have done that? At least if I'm living on the edge, you know, they say if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much room. But at least if I'm living on the edge, when I get there, and he, listen, I want to hear those words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And, and I want to, I see myself regularly casting all those crowns before him. And then I see all of the multitudes that we had the privilege of getting to lead to him. And if you're doing your part and I'm doing my part, we're going to be on happy street together. And it's going to be awesome. And when I could go home now, we'd all be happy. And I'm talking about like going with the service, right? Do your part. It's imperative. I, I think the time is shorter than most people believe. And um, if we lived every day like that, we plan like he's not coming for 150 years, right? But we live every day like he's coming in an hour and a half. I mean, we'd be there, right? So the last time I ministered here, I have a couple props. I, I have to be careful so that I do get invited back. I really wanted Pastor Mark to leave it here so I got to surf out here because I am a surfer. And I was hoping he'd like let me surf my way out. But don't play with it because I, I need to minister. All right, there we go. See, I love it. I love it. Come on, let's go, baby. You're, I'm in the right place right now. I, would, I was trying not to make a joke about that, but I'll have fun if you want to have fun. So last time I ministered here... Um, just a, a short thing. I think the last time I really ministered here was like four years ago. And um, I, I still am hearing some reports. I know God's healing in this house all the time. And we make room for the gift. And when you make room for the gift, the gift operates. If we despise the gifts, if we quench the gifts, if we quench him, the Holy Ghost, then he's not going to move as much as he'd like to. And it's, you know, it's a freedom celebration anyway because it's Wednesday night, right? It's a believer's meeting. But I can remember the, one of the last times I shared, I shared just a little bit on Mark chapter 11 in the beginning of the triumphal entry. And I'm going to read a couple of things real quick. And, uh, and we know the triumphal entry. It's a, it's a good Easter message or the week before Easter. We're talking about Jesus coming in and, 
And I broke down a couple small things there that sometimes we overlook when we're looking in the Word. And uh, Jesus says to them in verse 2, he says, Go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you've entered in, you will find a colt tied on which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it. Now, I was raised in Los Angeles, and uh, I was a surfer, windsurfer, and we lived back and forth between California and, um, and Blaine County, the other Idaho. You know what I'm talking about? You, some of you know what I'm talking about. And so, even though I'm a skier, snowboarder, surfer, all this stuff, uh, we were raised on horses. My first horse was a Greenbrook Rodeo horse. Well, it was my sister's horse. And um, so I, I know a little bit about it. I'm not, I'm not an expert, but you throw me on a horse and I can ride a horse. I can ride off into the sunset. And so here on this part where he says, go in the village opposite you, and as soon as you've entered in, you'll find a colt tied on which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it. Well, you know the story. They go and they do it. And then he says, what are you doing loosening the colt? And they did exactly what Jesus said. They, you know, in all... If the cops were down the street and you're taking somebody's horse and they're like, what are you doing with that horse? And they're like, oh, the master has need of it. And like, uh, hello, bring, bring, 911. I got somebody stealing my horse. Okay, we know that, right? And, but then I went into the details about Jesus riding a colt, a foal of a horse that's, or a donkey, whatever you want to call it, that's never been ridden and putting blankets on and, and then a man sitting on it and then them waving palms and screaming hosanna hosanna you know right and you're like wow how did that happen and then i, I made mention of zechariah uh chapter 4 verse 7 where it prophesied of actually 9 verse 9 where it prophesied him coming in and i said well you know i don't see any reference in the bible that jesus was a horse whisperer you know you know what i'm talking about and you know he comes out and and I'm not going to step on anybody's toes here, but especially not these nice, shiny, rose-colored. I wish we could zoom in on the camera right there. But, you know, think of if Jesus studied the prophecy and then he quietly sent his disciples off to train the colt in the night. You know what I mean? Here, bring my jacket so he can know what I smell like and do this. He didn't do that, did he? No, he, he just walked in, they put him on this horse, colt, donkey, you know, I started to speak French there, donkey maybe, and, um, and then he rides off with people doing this. If he was, a, okay, man, I got to do this here. Maybe in Colossians chapter 1, where it talks about that all things were made through him, maybe he had this, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Where just like you walk in, all the animals get quiet at the zoo. They all turn and look at him, you know. Uh, and you're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm God incarnate. And beginning of time, everything was made through me. So they're aware of this. You know what I'm talking about, right? Maybe. Okay, so let's keep reading. And then, uh, then Jesus, verse 11, says, Then Jesus, we know the story. And then Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he looked around at all things, now picture this. He goes into the temple and he looks around at everything going on. As the hour was already late, the word says. And then he went out to Bethany with the twelve. 
And I don't know how the Lord communicates to you. I'm an artist. I see pictures. Um, he, however your wiring is, um, if you have children, you understand. You speak to them differently, right? But I, I can see Jesus walking into the temple and, you know, we're men. I mean, we're humankind. But here all these people had exalted him. And then he walks in. And he looks around and he sees everything going on and God just shows him a flash of what's going to happen the next day. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not, I'm not trying to confuse anybody. And so he walks in. The hour's already late. He looks around. It says that all things. And then he leaves. And then we get into a familiar story. Verse 12. Now the next day when they'd come out from uh, Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Now, I'm originally from California, and we had a little horse farm. Don't laugh. We had a half acre in California, Los Angeles. But we had three horses. We had ducks. We had chickens. We had show dogs. We had fig trees. We had mission figs, and we had the green figs. We had plum trees, we had boysenberry bushes, we had, we just, on a half acre, it was a ton. In L.A., that's a big deal. And I knew as a boy when those figs were starting to come, you, you know what I'm talking about? You knew, oh my gosh, it's fig season, and I'm out working in the yard, and the figs are ripe, and I'm stuffing my mouth with all the figs, right? Now, maybe that's not normal today, but where I'm from, it wasn't normal, but it was just the area. We lived in an RA-zoned property for horses. In L.A. city proper, county proper. So I knew when those figs were coming. You can't tell me that Jesus has been raised in this arena in the Middle East and he didn't know when the figs were happening, right? Right? Come on, right? First we go from this horse story, then he's like, what? There's no figs? And then watch what he says. It says it wasn't the season. In response, I love this, because you know something? Jesus is always talking to something. His circumstances, his challenges, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again, and his disciples heard it. So, okay, so we're, we're like story number two, right? Like the beginning of the story. And then, the next morning, they came to Jerusalem, and Jesus went into the temple. It doesn't say here where he stalled and he looked around, scoping it out. No, he goes right in, right? Right? He goes to the temple and he began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. Now picture this. I, I still think like an artist. You're coming in, people are, yeah, blah, 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 you're going to get to, you got your sin over here, we got this one, we're dealing with that, I'm trying to look around, see if anybody knows that, hey, I could have been one of those guys, huh? And so what happens, he, he, gets, he gets all here, and then he starts taking tables, throwing them, okay? I don't picture everyone just sitting around going, oh, this is just, oh my gosh, look what he's doing, oh no, oh my, oh my... Uh-oh, no, I see, and I, I was going to have like a couple of bags of quarters, you know. I only have one bag, but I'd like to get invited back sometimes. So just picture it in your brain, like 
He's throwing tables over and money's going everywhere and animals are flying. And if you read back in John chapter 2, the same thing happens. He's chasing the sheep out. And once again, what happened? Then afterwards, I, I see all this money on the ground. I don't see everybody just quietly looking at it. I see little kids running and grabbing it. Possibly, right? Adults grabbing it, right? Some of those money changers were like mafia, right? And they got the big guy over here. What, what, what are you doing? What, what are you doing to my stuff? Hey, this is our stuff. Jeez. But he was a carpenter. I think he had some guns, okay? Because he, he wasn't using power tools. He was, and, and he was doing the repetitive, you know, the chisel. And then sanding. Right? I think the dude was, I think he was like semi-built, right? Maybe not PJ, but Pastor PJ, but he was built. Are you with me? But then you got all this money, all this I don't see just everyone just sitting around quiet. Oh, this is wonderful. Look at Jesus. Oh, my. No, I see people running, screaming, right? And then we know what happens. I'm going to read the rest. And he taught. And then he, he teaches. After all this hoopla line, he says, no more, no more moving around. You, you know, sometimes I think Jesus is looking in our checkbook right now and going, uh-uh, let's not do that stuff anymore. You know what I'm talking about? Can we do this on a Wednesday night? Right? And he's looking in there going, no, 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 no. Let's not do that anymore. And he's trying to rearrange and shuffle out. And then he's like, I got some stuff for you. Okay. That was a little quiet there. (laughs) And he taught them. He taught them, saying to them, is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made a den of thieves. And we, we know there's two different references, Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 11, and Isaiah 56, verse, verse 7. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him. And there's a whole story behind there. Go home and check it out. But that's not where we're going with this one. And he said, they feared him because all the people were astonished at his teaching. And when evening had come, he went out of the city. And now we're going to get into the fun part. Because we went from the full of a cult that had never been ridden. People screaming. um, Palm leaves waving. Coats being laid out in front. And then he goes into the temple. I mean, he's shaking up the world. This isn't neat and orderly, cookie-cutter Christianity. You with me? And then he comes in and he says this. He says, now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Roots, whatever, where are you from? And Peter remembering. Now, you got to remember in those days, when, when the master called somebody, it meant you got to do whatever master did. So if master was super intelligent, Gamaliel, and you're sitting at the feet of him, you're going to be probably super, you know, he's choo- choosing someone like himself, right? And so here it is, Peter remembers. Oh, I, I think there were days when Jesus healed and they were like, we, we, we're going to be able to operate like the, are you with me? When he broke the bread, they still didn't get it the next time, right? And then he's like, can't you just see them? Oh my gosh. We're the ones he's handpicked, and we're going to be able to operate just like Jesus. Wow. 
I, I think sometimes, figuratively, their minds were like, oh my gosh. And so then Jesus, Peter says this. He says, Peter remembering said to him, rabbi or teacher, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Now, in most of my communities that I live, the environmentalists, the tree huggers, nothing wrong. I love tree huggers, okay? We're best friends. But they would, Jesus, why are you cursing the fig tree? You made this special little thing. He's so beautiful. No, he wasn't producing any figs. Was not a happy camper, but it says it wasn't the season. He, but I don't think that's what he was doing. And I also don't think because he'd gone into the temple and he had this vision of the next day, what I believe, he walked in, he saw things. He goes, I know what's going to happen here tomorrow. I'm going to come back in I'm just gonna, and I'm just going to tear it apart. But then he went right to teaching. I don't, but I don't believe what he was like. He's walking there and he's like on his way to see the fig tree. I don't think he's thinking, turns to Peter like, listen, Peter. Just, I just had a wrath of God moment, okay? The Bible says the zeal of my house has consumed me, so let it go. Are you with me? So he turns the fig tree, and the fig tree takes all the, right? Are you with me? I'm with me. I really did want, I was going to throw all the money and just see where everyone looked at, you know? Like I said, I do want to be invited back. But just think about it, right? Think about these things. I had to show you that because I, I didn't want to. I can put it in the offering, though. <laughs> and so here's Jesus, right? He doesn't turn to him and says, listen, that was a wrath of God moment. I, I'm allowed to have those because the zeal of my house has consumed me, right? And then he doesn't turn to Peter and say, listen, Peter, remember I'm, I'm God incarnate, okay? And I could do some things that you're just going to get to watch. Because every now and then you need to know, I'm Jesus the Christ. <laughs> I mean, I, I think sometimes if I wouldn't have got bored again, I would, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Come on, some of you, especially us men, testosterone's going, you've run that football, you throw the football there, you didn't nobody could have done that. <laughs> right? Not, okay, not because it's Wednesday night. Nobody here would have ever done that, Right? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And you're like, yeah, that was me, baby. But then we get born again and we're humble and it was all the glory of God. Can I say these things at church? Oh, I just did. No, Jesus answered once again. Don't you like this? Before he responded to the fig tree, he goes, you're dying. Okay, you're never going to produce food, fruit again. But then when Peter's asking him a question, rabbi, teacher, you know what he's doing? He's drawing on the gift. Peter's like, whoa, that, that fig tree just died. Rabbi, rabbi, what happened? And then Jesus, what does it say? He answered and said to him, don't ever try this at home. <laughs> when you're with me, a little bit will flow through you, but do it around me. But no, don't, no, no. He doesn't say that, does he? He says, in the Greek, he says, have the God kind of faith. Have the faith of God. What's the faith of God? He spoke to worlds in the beginning. At the very end, 
What's it say? The spirit and the bride are calling. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. He says, have the God kind of faith. He turns to his disciples and says, this is available to you. How did he get on the colt? He knew it was prophesied of him that he would ride a colt that had never been ridden. So the colt had to be there. He had to walk it out. It was written about him. Do you understand this? The zeal of his house consumed him. He knew God would have him. Because I believe he walked in and he had that, what I see. I don't know how God speaks to you. Don't try to follow God like I do. You follow God how you do. Because we're all wired differently. The guy, you know, there's that, that business book about the, the bean counter in the, in the pirate ship down in the hole counting out the booty. You know what I'm saying? The, the gold doubloons and all this. And then you've got the wild, crazy captain on the deck looking in the face of the storm. You wouldn't want to put that captain down there at the, in the hole of the deck counting out the money. He'd be going, what are we doing? Who cares? Let's get some more, baby. And you wouldn't want to put that bean counter trying to calculate... Um, there, there's a, there's a small typhoon coming for us and I see some pirate ships and, and there's, I see blazing cannons. Uh, I think we should turn around. This is a scary situation. I don't want to be here. Please let me go home. My mommy's calling me. Are you with me? No, no, no. You run with your wiring. Because your wiring, you will fulfill your course and receive your reward. I get to run with my wiring and I will fulfill my course and I will get my reward. If you just be you, if you be your fingerprint and not try to be somebody else's fingerprint, you'll get the pass for your door, right? And so, he, he's saying, though, if you see it written about you, then it's available and accessible to you. I saw, I could see him reading Zechariah 9.9 and going, there will come a day where I will get on that colt and ride in and I, nothing's going to bother me. And, and I can see him walking in that temple and looking in. And you, he says he was tempted like all, as all men, right? So he had to have a thought, they're pretty close to worshiping me right now, right? I didn't say he succumbed to it. And then he walks in, your head could have been floating, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? We all know, right? Some way or another, we all know. The little children want their parents to say, good job, good job. But when you're 65 years old, you know, and your, your parents shouldn't be saying, good job, good job. Are you with me? You should be the ones challenging the, the other little ones coming up. Okay, let's move on from there. But listen, listen. So here he is. He turns to Peter and he goes, have the God kind of faith. And then he says... For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, to your challenge, to your, he just spoke to a little fig tree. Nothing was going to happen with it anyway, right? If you're an environmentalist, I love you. 
okay? I love, I love the flowers. I love the nature. I love, this, I love skiing, snowboarding, and Mount Baldy. I love surfing. I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But the tree, you could have chopped it down. You don't burn it for firewood. Someone got heat. Let it go. He was using it as an example to say, you can operate in supernatural living if you can see it in the world, in the word, not in the world. Are you with me? You can operate beyond your, what you think is possible if you find it in the word. Like right now, Pastor Mark said, I, could run, I want to run around right now. There is so much more to us accessible in the kingdom of God. Not ooey gooey, fla flaky, flaky. You, you know what I'm talking about? But operating where he saw it, I can get on a donkey that has never been ridden, a colt of a foal, however you, whatever you want to say it. I can get on there and ride it and it's going to be okay. I don't know if he ever rode one before except for when he's mama's belly. Right? Or on the way to Egypt. Okay, he was a baby. Right? And he says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed. What's your mountain? At that time, I bet the mountain, he just looks, that mountain right there. The biggest thing you could possibly, he didn't say, well, if you see a mountain like that, you're going to enroll in uh, geology, geological school and the GEM Institute, and you'll get your degree, and then you'll do a fundraising campaign and uh, get the equipment, and then you'll begin to remove that scoop. No, he said, whoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not, doubt, shall not doubt, in his heart, doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. I believe he was trying to tell Peter and the disciples, as you're walking in the kingdom, miracle working power is always accessible and available to you at any time, as long as you're cooperating with the kingdom. Can I say that? It's so awesome when I get to come, it's a privilege to come and teach here because only a few people know, I think Pastor Mark knows, I would fly in uh, to Boise during different times that the, the flights weren't going into Sun Valley as much and I would get in the car and you can't listen to a radio anyway because halfway you lose service and I would put on Brother Hagen's 87 uh, uh, winter, Bible winter Bible Seminar where he would talk about him receiving the resources for his proper, for the Ramah campus. And I would listen to one, two, and three. And I would listen to it. Have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. And whoever says to this mountain, be thou I would listen to it all the way. I'd listen to it all the way there. And if I was there for a few days, then I'd have to come back out to Boise to fly out or however it worked out. But I would, li I, if I've listened to it 20 times back and forth. I've listened to it 120 times. And so the year before last when I was in Sri Lanka working on the campaign and Pastor Mark emails Christy and says, hey, would Cliff like to come teach? And he goes, I know, you know, he's overseas and all this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you know how many times I've listened to how, to how you can be led by the Holy Spirit between here and Sun Valley and Sun Valley and here and here and Sun Valley going, Lord, everything I'm doing, I'm believing for miracles. Every area in my life. Sometimes my wife just says, Cliff, can't you just be normal? I, 
I said, honey, you, you didn't marry normal. You might as well just get used to the not being normal and just enjoy the journey. You, you know what I'm saying? Because every area right now, the property, the campaign, the everything, we're believing God. So I study after men who've walked in miracle operation. How's that? And I used to think, how did Brother Hagen, as a Baptist boy, not going to church because he was, he was bedridden, confined to a bed because of at least one, if not three, incurable diseases. Two, one was paralysis, the other was a blood disease, a hole in the heart. How, how did he receive or develop faith to receive what he was asking God for? Preachers were coming beside his bed and telling him, it'll all be over. He, he was saying, what does this mean? What does Mark 11, 23 and 24 mean? And they would say, young man, it's gonna, it's, healing's not for today. Not going to church, not just him and Jesus and the Bible. And for most of what I study, he could only read a little bit in the morning and then his, the, his body would just be basically going against him. And I would, I would listen, God, there is a way, I'm talking to God, there's a way for me to develop my faith to receive whatever you have for me. So that, the year before last when we were here, I was driving from Nashville to Knoxville, three-hour trip, not a three-hour tour like Gilligan's Island, three-hour trip, and I put it in again because I'm constantly, what's the matter with you? I, I think we're ending soon. I think this thing's wrapping up, and if we really believe it's wrapping up, we're going to do everything we possibly can do to tell everyone we can possibly tell within our power to get this done. And so I'm listening to it, and all of a sudden, I heard him say something. He said this. He said, in the beginning of his illness, he said, people would stay up with me all day and night. And then as it wore on, I'm sure they got tired of it. And they're like, well, I guess, you know, I, I, he didn't say this, but nobody stayed with him at night anymore. Maybe it was, you know, how, how many times can we stay up all night long? Or maybe if he passes, then we'll wake up. And I don't know. I'm just speculating. But he said, I used to do most of my praying at night after everybody left. Stay with me. Don't unhook. And then he said, I would speak this scripture. He actually said, some of them, he said, I would pray. Mark eleven twenty three and 24. Have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Whoever says this mountain, verily I say unto you, whoever says this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he say shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. And when you stand praying, believe that you receive these things and you shall have them. He said, I used to say it all night long. He, he, some of them he said he prayed it here's a Baptist boy to people tell him it's not available to get his healing people just okay it's going to be over soon You're incurable disease most people don't live past 16 and here he is 16 and I, I, I got it my job is to spend all my time meditating in the word 
my job because I have to get what God has said is mine. Because David said, I would have fainted unless I would have seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I'm like, I'm not fainting, Lord. I'm not fainting. And so I was thinking last night while I was, I was talking, I was getting ready to do this. I, I was thinking, I'd probably say, meditate, speak it a hundred times a day. Now, psychologists, psychologists, right? Don't they say that we have 40,000 self-thoughts a day? How many times do we look in the mirror and go, oh, gosh, I'm getting old, right? Oh, my gosh. Look at that. I just put on 10 pounds, right? We're always talking to ourselves, aren't we? Oh, man, I wish my hair was a different color. I'm never going to get that raise, right? How many, how many times we, are we talking to ourselves? So I've started to manage myself. And I'm, I say, if he can receive miraculous healing power, develop his faith to receive it to where he could get up out of the bed, surely I can develop my faith to receive the miracle I need for my campaign. His campaign, really. I just get to operate for my base, for the challenges ahead of me, right? And so guess what I do most of my time? I sit and speak. You can ask my kids, my, my children. Oh, mate, one of them left. We, we, were, we were teaching this in a thing, and I started to say, have faith in God. I started to read it out, and both of my children, my 14-year-old and my 8-year-old, they said, have faith in God, and they started repeating, Dad. Because it's available to us. If we can look in the mirror and go, oh, I wish my hair was a different color, and how much skin and I, I need that other cream now or you know, you know what I'm talking about oh I gotta cut back in the donuts right what happens if we replace that with what he said about us have faith in God have the God kind of faith for whoever says this mountain so I, I listened to some other some other things I call him my father in the faith and he said he would go to sleep meditating in the word speaking it and then he would ask the holy ghost to wake him up in an hour and a half and he'd wake him up the holy ghost he would wake him brother hagan up and then he would start again and he would begin meditating and developing his spirit it's like doing perennial push-ups with your spirit 150 times and then falling asleep and waking up doing push-ups with your spirit so that your spirit is strong to receive whatever you need. Are you with me? Good. And so, I'll finish real quick with this. Those words that he says in, in um, Mark chapter 11, verse 23, says, Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says, and that's epo, which means command to this mountain, be removed and be cast on the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says, Lego, systematic set discourse. That's what he did to receive his healing. He, he kept speaking the word till his spirit man was not a little puny guy on the inside, but bulging in muscles. Probably PJ on the inside. Pastor PJ. <laughs> And, and it always takes me back to Mark chapter 5. And then I, I, 
we'll be finished with this part. And we, we know where I'm going, right? Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She'd spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. We know, we know the story. She spent all that she had. She must have had a lot. Because when the woman threw the two mites in, Jesus had no problem saying she only got two mites. She just got two mites. She gave a lot. But this woman had been to many physicians. All the physicians I know around the world, they all cost some, some serious dinero, moolah, money. So she spent all that she had and suffered many things from many physicians. She spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, did she hear about Jesus five minutes ago? She must have heard about Jesus a month ago, right? It could have been five minutes because if you study Levitical law, if she had this issue of blood for 12 years, she shouldn't be out among other Jews. And he called her daughter, so most likely she was a Jew. He didn't have a problem calling the Samaritan woman Samaritan, right? And so he called her daughter, so there's potential she would have been a Jew. And if she was, if she was out among people pushing and shoving them, she would have had to be calling out unclean. So I don't think it could have been five minutes ago she heard about Jesus. I think it would have had to be maybe a month ago or people coming. And, and then, so I got my thing right here. And this, this is what I see her. I see her in her courtyard, in her backyard, right? In her courtyard. And her neighbor is looking over the wall. Did you hear about Jesus? What about Jesus? Sorry, I work with young people, so God totally allows me to do all this kind of stuff. As long as the pastor has me back, then I'm okay. I could see her. I could see her in her back, in her backyard. And, and, and she's weak. And she's, she's walking. And she's weak. And her neighbor goes, did you hear about Jesus? And it, I was raised around a lot of Jewish people in L.A. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, I go, did you hear about Jesus? He was just walking down the street. People started getting healed. Right? And then she's like, what? What? And she comes over and she goes, no, don't touch me. You're unclean. Don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Tell me. And she's like, oh, let me tell me. Tell me. And he goes, ah, oh, if I could just touch his garment. If I touch his garment. And she started systematic set discourse. Right? Lego. She started saying, if I touch his garment, the other one says, if I but touch the hem of his garment, if I touch his garment, I shall be made whole. And she kept speaking it and her faith started to arise and started to arise, started to arise. And then finally, what did she do? She goes out and she goes, I don't care what they say about me. I don't care what they say about me. I'm going to get to Jesus. And here it is. Here's a weak woman pushing her way through, okay? 12 years, issue of blood. You, you women know what I'm talking about, but who knows? I'm not saying I'm not a medical doctor yet. Okay, you know what I'm saying? That was a joke. And so here she's walking through, and she's pushing around. She had to be weak, right? If I just touch a systematic building block, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. What's your problem? What's your challenge? Where do you need your miracle? It's already accessible to you in the word. It's going to happen one time. If your faith is developed that way, yes. I've seen times where I've been close enough to God. He told me to do something and it happened like this. And he told me not to do something. I didn't do it. Happened like this. He warned me. South Africa, I'm driving across, across the country. And he, he says, you should have pulled over at that last gas station. And I didn't pull over. I said, Lord, just let me drive a little bit longer. And a goat runs under my car. 
And I swerved the first time. Then he runs perfectly under my car. And I'm like, Lord, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I pull over. The insurance took care of it. But then I could tell you other times where he spoke to me and I did it and it happened just like he said. Systematic set discourse. Lego. Find your challenge. Find your area you need victory. And begin speaking to that mountain, to that challenge. Begin, right, hook your faith up with that. Get so full of the word that all you can do is see the victory, like where Jesus walked in. Okay, I know what I'm going to do tomorrow morning. And then he, he already had the message, what to start teaching after everything was in disarray. So the Bible says that he confirms his word with signs following. And so, maybe they'll let me surf this back. But if you're believing God for a miracle, glory to God. We're okay for time, right? If you're believing God for a miracle, I want to hook my faith up with yours, okay? I keep waiting for the surfing thing to go so I can surf it back. But, well, I'm all right. We don't need to do it. Um, I know I'm kind of being a little light about it, but I'm, I'm really serious. If we need, if you, I want to hook up my faith with yours. But then your prescription when you walk out of here, right? Because the power of God goes in you and you sense something or God gives you a word about your challenge or whatever. And then you walk out and you go, oh, I just sure hope it works out. No, 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 no. Let's hook our systematic set discourse, right? Up with what we're believing for. And let's receive what God has for us. Amen? Let's operate according to these supernatural laws. It's in the word. It's yours. Amen? So I'm going to do this. If we're okay, I'm going to, if you need, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> if you need a miracle, he's a miracle working God. Right? If you need a miracle, I want to hook my faith up. Oh, I thought they were going to keep going. If you need a miracle, Everyone close your eyes real quick. We mostly operate in the gift of evangelist. Okay? Uh, glory to God. I've seen, I've had the privilege of seeing everything, every kind of healing other than the dead rays. Blind eyes open in Nepal. Crippled limbs twisted out. I, I'm not the healer. But he does confirm his word with signs following. But I don't want to just hear to, tonight. I just want to com commit it only to that. Because if you're believing for a miracle and you receive this word tonight, God can give you, you a direct word about your challenge, about what you're supposed to hold on to. And this could be the initiation of you speaking to your mountain. And then while everyone's eyes are closed, if by chance on this believer's night, someone here has never come to Jesus, what does that mean? You, you've heard about Jesus. The Bible says 
curses every man who hung on a tree. And he died on the cross for you, for your sins. So you wouldn't have to spend eternity in hell. And if you say, I've never made Jesus my Lord and Savior. I've never accepted that sacrifice. If that's you, quickly raise up your hand. I want to pray for you. Anybody? I know it it could be a believer's meeting, but you could have an unbeliever here, right? Or somebody, anybody you've never given your heart to the Lord. I'm looking around. Anybody? Just quickly raise up your hand. Lord, if someone here has never given their heart to you, and right now their heart's beating out of their chest, I pray you wouldn't let them go home without talking to somebody. What's it mean to be saved? Then the next thing, if you say, I... I'm believing for a miracle. As an evangelist, when you preach the good news, the gospel, the response to the altar call should be salvations. On a night like this, if you say, I'm believing for a miracle, I want to hook my faith up with you for a miracle. Whatever it is. If that's you, quickly come up. Uh, My wife and I are going to lay hands on you. Glory to God. Presence of God's here tonight. He's here tonight. And, um, yeah, glory to God. Father, we just thank you. You confirm your word with signs following. Glory to God. And let's be participants out there, not spectators. Stretch out your hands to these. Glory to God. How many of you sense the spirit of God in here? We know we can, this house cultivates him, allows him, but he's here. He's here right now. Glory to God. So I might ask you something, okay? This is how it works with me sometimes. Is when I lay hands on you, then God gives me a picture sometimes. If I say something, try to hold on to it, okay? And I might ask you what we're agreeing for, okay? So that's our point that we're asking God. Is that okay? Because you're standing right in front of me. What are we agreeing for? For a miracle. He's a miracle worker. 
top of his head, soles of his feet. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lift your hands. You're, you're just saying, I surrender. You're saying, I surrender. I surrender for a miracle. For a miracle, Lord. Glory to God. what I see in your hands. Mila, I see fire in your hands. To me, that's gifts of healing and working miracles. If you'll be bold when the compassion of God wells over you and you'll go lay hands on the sick, you'll see amazing things happen. The Bible says all, all believers should lay hands on the sick, but when I see that, will you be bold when the compassion of God wells over you? Father, never, never, never the same. Never the same. What are we believing for? Lift your hands. You're, you're surrendering. You're saying, I surrender, God. I surrender. Thank you, Lord. What are you believing for? All right. All right. Every name that's named will bow at the name of Jesus. Every name that's named. Lift your hands. Give it to our Lord. Give it to our Lord. your hands up. Okay, let's, uh, let's be, there we go. Participants as opposed to spectators in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, top of her head, soles of her feet, every area, every area, every area. Now, ma'am, I see this. I see your hands on fire. To me, that means gifts of healing, working of miracles. And if you'll be bold and step out, sometimes that healing power goes through us. I like how Jesse the planet says, he goes, 
He says, I don't, I don't ever have time to get sick because I'm laying hands on the sick all the time. The power's going right through me. Amen? Does that mean anything, ma'am? Hopefully. sense of power of God right now, don't you? That's him, that's him. Never, never, never the same again. Never the same again. Okay, so I told the Lord I would say what I see. So ma'am, I, I see this crown on your head. And the Bible says that we are priests, uh, uh, royalty and priests and kings. A royal priesthood. And if we'll recognize that we are reflection of the kingdom everywhere it brings great honor and glory to the Lord if we're aware of that if it means anything, take it if it doesn't <laughs> what are we believing for? Okay. okay, so what are we doing after this? we're saying to our mountain yes Put your hand on your hip. Just raise your hands. You're saying, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Eyes, hip. In the name of Jesus. What are we believing for? say after this? We're going to hook up our faith with that mountain, right? It speaks of the mountain. It's going, to, it's going to move, right? It's going to move. And we're going to hook up right now. This is our point of contact. Put your hand on our belly. Just lift your hand. Top of our head. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. What do we believe for? I see it's really funny I see this solid backbone like stalwart backbone okay I don't know if it means anything but I see it and so I 
Okay, so I'm, I'm going to say what I see, okay? As soon as I did that, I saw this dollar sign. I was not going to say it, but I promise the Lord, I would always say it. So I was like, stop it. I see this dollar sign. I believe you got your answer. Okay. Never, never the same again, Lord. Glory to God. You know, he's in the miracle working business. That's his business. He's in the miracle working business. Just put put your head on our hips. Our head top of our head. Souls on our feet. Never, never the same again. Boldly forth. Okay. Glory to God. Just lift your hands. You're just saying, I surrender. If you're in a back alley somewhere in New York City and somebody pulls a gun, you say, Take it all. But we're at the altar right now, and God's saying, I want to take it all. But you get to say, I surrender, Lord. I surrender in Jesus' name. Oh, I thought that was it. Glory to God. Can I can I say this? That it's like the presence of God is getting stronger. What do we believe for? Never the same again. Never the same. 
speaking other tongues? When I lay hands on you right now, you're going to start to speak in other tongues, okay? All right, put your hand on your belly. Shon de mesa. There you go. This starts to come. There you go. Just comprenando preti sotte. Me na mamba ko sopra ki na matosha. Me na mamba de me sopra ki. Keep praying. Keep praying. Your hands, lift your hands, top of our heads, soles or feet. Father, glory to God. What are we looking for? Lord, we just take authority over that right now in the name of Jesus. She's given us authority to hook up with her. Lift your hands. I swear. I swear. Never, never, never the same again.
got it. Amen. Amen. You just got your miracle. You just got your miracle. Amen. You just got your miracle. Glory to God. We believe for him. Okay. Just waiting for my wife. Everyone okay? Pastor, you're okay? Glory to God. The presence of God. I mean, you guys know this. This is not everywhere. We don't give room to him like this everywhere. She just got her miracle. She got her eyes fixed. He's awesome, isn't he? We're saying to our mountain. She, she, she needs you to push me around a bit. Top of her head. Soles of her feet. Never, never, never the same again. Never the same again. So I see this crown on your head, okay? If I was the Lord, I'd say it if I see it. This purity crown. Just keep living an awesome pure life for him. You bring him such great glory. You give him such great glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. I see that. He is so pleased. Glory to God. What are we praying for? as the noonday sun. Give him the direction, Lord. Give him the direction, Lord. Give him the direction, Lord. What do you believe in, Lord? Okay. Okay. Okay, so I promised the Lord I'd say it. So I just saw it when you put your hands up. Do you lay hands on the sick? Yeah, sometimes. Let's do it more, okay? Let's do it more. Give her the direction, Lord. Give her the direction, Lord. Give her the direction, Lord. In Jesus' name. What are we doing, Him right now. Lift your hands. Just close your eyes. Do 
just say, take it all, Jesus. Take it all, Jesus. Can you, do, can you say that? Can you say, take it all, Jesus? She's okay. She's okay. Can you say, take it all, Jesus? Can you? Close your eyes. Yes, and say it again. Take it all, Jesus. Take it all, Jesus. <laughs> So I told the Lord, I say what I see. I see on her, on her feet, how beautiful are the feet of those that preach good glad tidings. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, I know we're all supposed to preach, but I see her on her feet right now. Glory to God. What are we? I surrender, God. I surrender it all. I surrender it all in Jesus' name. What are you I'd say it. If I see it, I'll say it. I see you like a daisy, like this beautiful flower that God just is smiling on. I don't know if it means anything. Oh wow, there's more. Are we? Are we? Are we okay?
never, never the same again. Miracle, don't we? It's a good night to be here, right? <laughs> Give a miracle, Lord. Give a miracle, Lord. What do we believe for? You want your belly healed? All right. Six on the people who are sick, so they'll get healed. Can you do that? No. Well, listen. Jesus wants to heal you. Then He wants you to heal others. You think we could do that? You could try. You could pray in your closet. Okay, I'm gonna believe you. Lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. Top of His head, soles of His feet. Thank you, Father.
Never, never the same again, Father. Man, I'm telling you, the presence of Him, the Holy Spirit, is strong in this house. It's a good place. I see this. I see you. The minute you lift your hands, I see fire in your hands. If you'll be bold and lay hands on other people, that healing anointing. Amen. Amen. Top of her head. Never, never, never the same again, Father. Never, never the same again. Father, we just we just connect our faith with hers. Complete and utter restoration. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. What do you believe for? Okay. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Everybody okay? I'm having a great time. There's no place I'd rather be than right here. Okay? Father God, thank you. Never, never, never the same again. What do you believe? 
It's a good house, you guys. You know that? It's the house of the Lord. when you ask for that he gives it to you you know that <laughs> just lift your hands so I see this on your head I see this gold crown it's real simple the Bible says that we are the royal priesthood kings and priests seen it like that. It's just thick gold. And it's uh, real simple, real simple. Give it to him, Lord. thousand years ago at Calvary, his back was broken open all the way down to the sinew and the bone. Paid the price. By his stripes, we were healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for that healing power. In Jesus' name. And everyone who agreed said, Amen. Can you say Amen? that God is so awesome. Are you just going to put your hand on her belly? Just lift your hands. You're saying, I surrender all. We're good? Glory to God. Father, I just am so grateful for the Life Church Boise. Lord, I pray that even as we all move forward, that you would increase your anointing, your unction, the manifest presence of him, the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we would see great and mighty works in this house that people would run here and say, I have to see what God is doing and be a part of it here. Father, no lack, no hindrance, no enemy in hell can come against what you're doing in this place. And we, we call, Father, let them run like the days of Mary Wooders, Wooders Edder, where they would just come running to see your glory. And I am grateful to be a part of this house. In Jesus' name, thank you for having us.
God. Well, anybody glad you came to church tonight? Amen. Let's all stand up. Appreciate you ministering. Good stuff. Good word. Good presence. Good anointing. Good miracles. Amen. 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 Better than anything that was on TV tonight. Praise God. We'll bless you all. We'll see you on Sunday. Be friendly.